Hey everybody, welcome to episode 8 of the Jonas Saller Show. I am Jonas Saller, the host. I am an entrepreneur, strength coach, and owner of Frontline Strength. And this podcast goal is primarily to build you up in this spiritual element of your strength. <coughs> of course, I start coughing right as I start my episode. Wonderful. So if you're joining us for the first time today, uh, please go and find me on social media, at Jonas Saller. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, um, as well as Twitter at Frontline Strength Gym, and you can also find me on Instagram, Facebook at Frontline Strength. If you wouldn't also mind checking out Patreon, I just started one. It's a fun little way that you can support Frontline Strength. If you give a dollar, I will give you exclusive access to everything that nobody else but Patreons will get access to, as well as a Facebook group. If you give five dollars, you'll get a little bit more, and ten dollars, you'll get a little bit more. You get the picture. So find me on Patreon, and if you enjoy this content and want to see it continue, please subscribe um, there and become a patron. It means a lot to me, and it helps me grow this business and continue to spread the message of strength with the world. So in today's episode, I want to talk about spiritual strength, and Primarily, why spiritual strength is so important, what is spiritual strength, and most importantly, how can we actually live it out? Like, how, how is it possible to actually live out this thing called spiritual strength? So, to start, to start, we need to look at what I'm defining as spiritual strength. I'm defining spiritual strength as a faith in Jesus Christ, in his death, in his resurrection. And that is where you're going to ground yourself. That is where you're going to find satisfaction, identity, and everything that you need in life. And I think most people listening to this know, know me well enough to know that that is 100% what I'm about. Everything strength starts there. You have, to, you have to have Christ. If you don't, man, you're just floundering around looking for answers that come from nowhere. So to define the importance of of strength. I'm just going to read a bunch of passages from the Bible that that talk about strength just so you can see how how much it's talked about. In Philippians 4:13, it says, "I can do all things through him who gives me strength." In Isaiah 40, it says, "He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak." In Ephesians 6:10, it says, "Finally be strong in the Lord and his mighty power." In Isaiah 40, 31, it says, but, hope, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. In Psalm 46, 1, it says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Psalm twenty two nineteen says, but you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. In Psalm 118, 14, it says, The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. Isaiah 12, 2 says, Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. Isaiah 33, 2 says, Lord, be gracious to us. We long for you. Be our strength every morning, our salvation in time of distress. And I'm going to end with Isaiah 40, 29 through 31. It says, He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. 
So, and we read the beginning of that, uh, the, the ending, I, I should say, at the beginning. Um, so as you can see, I could continue to go on. There are plenty more verses. But the truth is, the Bible is littered with talking about strength. And what's really interesting about it and what's so profound about it is that the strength is never something that is sourced from us. So us on our own, the, the Bible never talks about being strong in yourself. The Bible always talks about being strong in the Lord, being strong in God. And so the default, the, the, the conclusion that you must draw from that is that it is impossible to be strong in yourself. And that's really what I want to unpack today in, in today's podcast, because until we realize, until we understand just how helpless and how hopeless we are without Christ, we're never going to fully comprehend how how much we need his strength and how essential it is for us to even be able to say, hey, yeah, I'm a strong person. So I think the passage that sums this up best is 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. It says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, and in hardships, and persecutions, and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And I think that last part is, is incredible. You know, it says, for when I am weak, then I am strong. I mean, what is Paul trying to say here? This sounds like a complete contradiction. How can you be weak and also be strong? The truth is, he's talking about two different people. He's talking about the I as in the fleshly, the, the person without Christ. And that's the weak one. And then he's talking about the I, the person who's in Christ, who is strong. So how do you get from the I that's rooted in the flesh to the I that's rooted in Christ? Because if you find the answer to that, you figure out how to go from weakness to strength. Well, I hate to break it to you, but it involves death. It involves crucifixion. It involves completely dying. And some people might be saying, what are you talking about, Jonah? And I want to clarify, I'm not talking about physical death. I am talking about spiritual death. We have to die. And in order for us to die, we have to understand and come to grips with the level of depravity that we possess as humans. We have to understand just how sinful, just how filthy and how wretched we are as humans born in the flesh. Listen, the moment that you were born, you were in the flesh. So a question that sometimes I'll hear asked is, how many sins does it take to make you a sinner? And the common answer is one. Most people say, yeah, well, just one sin and then boom, you're a sinner. No, it takes zero because you are immediately born into sin. You're born into a sinful flesh. And I think this is a distinction that we need to make because if we think that it just takes one sin to make us a sinner, that means that we think that if we did not sin, if we tried to somehow have perfect behavior, we would not be sinners. And until we understand that just the very nature of being born as a human is an indication of being a sinner, 
we're not going to understand our desperate need to die. We're not going to understand our desperate need to be crucified with Christ. So let's talk about that, right? If you identify yourself as a good person, if you identify yourself as somebody who's, you know, I try my best, I need to tell you that's not enough. I need to tell you that that's weakness. That's the thing that here at Frontline Strength I fight so hard against. Good enough or strong enough is not strong. It's not good. Right? We have a standard here and the standard is God. And unless we're willing to say that we are as holy or as righteous as God, which would be incredibly arrogant, by the way, we're never going to understand our need for a savior. So the first step, the first step in becoming strong is understanding our desperate need for a savior, our desperate wickedness. In Galatians 2.20-21, through 21, it says, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So did you see what he just said there? He said, I have been crucified. That's put to death. This is Paul talking about how he reconciled in his soul that he was a wicked, wicked man. I, I, in, one, in one passage, he even says, wretched man that I am. You know, he, he recognizes his fallenness. So he decided, Christ, I need you. And in that moment, he was crucified with Christ. And I no longer live. There's that I again. And this is a very interesting thing. We need to look at the word I and understand what it means. So again, going back to the other verse, for when I am weak, then I am strong. I, being the flesh, is weak. And I, the strang, strong one, being the one that's in Christ. So I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. There's the flesh. The flesh no longer lives. The sinful nature no longer lives. That is put to death. But Christ lives in me. It's a replacement. You've gone from a wicked person in Adam to in Christ. There's no in-between. There's no, there's no halfway there. You're born in Adam. And when you get crucified, when you die, you are reborn in Christ. In Galatians 5, 24 through 25, it says, And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. And this is an amazing thought now, because now it's talking about a change in attitudes and actions. If we belong to Christ Jesus and we have been crucified, and the flesh has been crucified with all of its passions and desires, we must now live by the Spirit and keep in step with the Spirit. This is a call to action. This is a call for us to be aware of the newness of our nature, the newness of ourself, and to live in that. Not live in the old patterns, not live in the old desires, but live in the newness of who we are. Ephesians 4.22-24 says, Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Again, it's a call to action. We must put off the old self. We must die to the old self because it belongs to the former manner of life. And I think that's important, the former manner of life. This is not something that, oh, you know, we put it off, but it can come back. We can, we, can, we can grab it again. We can jump back and forth. No, 
It's a former manner of life. It's a distant manner of life. It's a manner of life that's gone now. Can we still make choices to, to live in that? Can we still make choices to, to do things that lined up with the former manner of life? Yes, we can. But if we are in Christ and we have been crucified with Christ, buried with Christ and raised with Christ, we can never go back to it. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, and the new is here. This is one of my favorite passages of all time. Because again, it's talking about source, right? If we're talking about strength, and I'm preaching strength to you guys, and I'm saying get stronger, be stronger, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Christ. We have to be in Christ to be strong. We are, we are dead without him. And there's no way that we can fix our deadness. It's not an accident that the Bible uses the word crucifixion to describe the process in which we go through with Christ. You can't do it to yourself. You can't crucify yourself. If you try to nail in one hand, how are you going to nail in the other hand? Crucifixion is something that happens to you. And it's very important to understand that because if we start thinking that we can somehow kill ourselves, we can somehow die to self, we're putting the power in our ability to become something. We're putting the power in our efforts to become something new. We cannot become something new. We need to allow Christ to kill us. And through that process, we will be born again. The old has gone and the new has come. In Romans 6, it says, For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. Another translation said, So the body ruled by sin might be brought to nothing, so that we should no longer be slaves to sin. So again, I've talked about this in previous podcasts, but if we're not slaves of sin, then what are we? We are slaves of righteousness. There's no in-between. It's not you were a slave of sin and you're kind of, sort of a slave of sin still. You still are kind of, sort of in that slavery. No. In order for there to be a complete no longer slave to sin, what does that mean? That means that we have to have complete freedom from that thing, which we do now if we're in Christ. We're no longer slaves to sin. We are slaves of righteousness. The old is gone. The new is here put off our old self, we put on the new self, we belong to Jesus Christ and have crucified the flesh, we live by the Spirit and we walk with the Spirit. We were crucified and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So going back to the very first passage, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Right? That right there is the crux of what I'm trying to say. The only way that we can experience the power of Christ in us and experience the sufficiency of his grace is by getting to a point and getting to a place of utter weakness and understanding that our strength is weakness compared to him. Any effort, anything that you're trying to do right now to become stronger, and I, I kind of want to talk very briefly about this, but one of the things that I got sucked into was listening to and watching a lot of self-help videos from people like Tony Robbins and stuff like that, where these guys are preaching a message of, you've got the power in you. If all you need to do is activate it, you've got the power in you to change. You've got this, you've got that, you've got this, you've got that. And what does that do? 
that puts a band-aid on a bigger issue. Because everybody, the reason that those people are making so much money and are so popular is that everybody wants to find a fix to their emptiness in them and their, their awareness of their depravity. And so these guys offer little solutions, little things to try to make you feel better about yourself. But the reality is nothing is ever going to overcome that weakness. And all you're doing is you're reinforcing this idea of, yeah, 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 I am strong. Yeah, 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 I I am strong on my own. Yes, 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 I've got strength within me. It's all about me. And it's this narcissistic attitude that puts us further and further and further away from God. So, what I'm preaching today, what I'm talking about today, is in order for you to become strong, in order for you to have that spiritual strength which pours into the other two elements of the triad of strength, in order for that to take place, you have to first become weak. You have to become weak. And I know that's a very counterintuitive message for a strength coach to be preaching, but it's the truth. Until you understand your weakness, you will never be able to receive strength. I'm going to end with this. Matthew 10, 38 says, this is Jesus talking, Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Now, what does it mean to take up a cross and follow him? Well, let's think about it. He picked up a cross. He carried a cross. Where did he go? He went to the place called Golgotha where Roman soldiers nailed him to a tree, hung him in front of the world to see, and Jesus bled, and he died right there. So, if he wants us to take up our cross and follow him, where are we going? We are also going spiritually to Golgotha, where we are being nailed to a cross and hung there until we die. And once we die... What happens? Well, we get buried, just like Christ was buried. But you know the best part of this story? The best part of this message is that he did not stay dead. On that third day, the stone was rolled away, and Christ came back to life. In us taking up our cross and following him, it is an act of understanding I am completely hopeless. Without Christ, I am completely weak. And once we are crucified with him, once we are dead with him, we are buried and we are brought to newness of life. And the Bible says that we are seated in heaven with him. The moment, the moment that we come to life, we are seated in heaven with him. Yes, we live on an earth. Yes, we still have the battle with the flesh. Yes, sin is still a very real enemy. But if we understand the newness that we have in Christ, the complete death that happened to our old self, if we understand that our old self was completely helpless, completely depraved, completely sinful, and that that is completely gone, and instead we are now completely righteous, completely holy, completely accepted, completely cleansed, that is the newness of life that allows us to live in complete strength. I love the Old Testament writers that called upon the name of the Lord and said, God, please come to my rescue and be my strength. And what makes me love it so much is that we have something even better 
We have Christ in us. So now it's no longer crying out to God, Lord, please bless me with your strength right now. It is a constant state of strength because now we have the Holy Spirit and that's something that the Old Testament believers did not have. And it's an amazing thing to be able to say, God, I have your strength every day, every second of every day. And your strength walks with me. And I walk by the Spirit and I live in the Spirit. And through that, ladies and gentlemen, you have everlasting, eternal strength that is 100% from God. Think about that for a second. Because that, that to me is the biggest, the greatest truth. And that's why I'm so passionate about this message of spiritual strength. Is if you are in Christ, you have access to the strength of the Heavenly Father living within you at all times. So, when that voice enters your brain and you hear the flesh and you hear sin's calling, you know how easy it's going to be to resist that when you understand what's living in you, when you understand the newness of who you are? One of the things that I think we make the mistake of as believers is when we have this newness, we wonder why we still have sinful thoughts and lustful thoughts and angry thoughts and bitter thoughts and all these different things that go through our head. And the reason is that's the flesh. But too often we identify our thoughts as us. Your thoughts are not you. Your thoughts are just thoughts. And it's your choice to engage with those thoughts. So the next time you have one of those thoughts, instead of going, man, this is, this is tough because this is me. I'm going against me. Realize, no, you're not going against you. You're going against something that's infiltrating and trying to trick you. The new you, the real you, should be able to put that away and is called to put that away. And when we live in a knowledge of how strong we are through Christ... Man, everything becomes so much easier. So that's the message of today. In order to become strong, we must first become weak. And through that weakness, we're to pick up our cross, follow Jesus, become crucified, become buried, and resurrected again in newness of life. And in that newness of life, we have absolutely everything that we could ever need to live an upright, holy, noble life for Christ. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is strength. Everything else pales in comparison to that strength. If you have that strength, man, everything else becomes so much more enjoyable because you're doing it for the right reasons. You're no longer trying to build your mind to be a tough guy. You're no longer in the gym busting your butt to try to build muscles so that you can show off and seek approval from others. No, you're taking care of your body because you have a new body. You're taking care of your mind because you're renewing your mind every single day and taking every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ. Everything changes. This is the foundation. This is where life itself begins. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you found it encouraging. I love being able to share my thoughts. I literally just sit down and I just start going off about whatever. I don't script any of this out. I don't plan any of this out. I just start going 
where I feel uh, I'm needed to, or I I start talking about the things that I feel I need to talk about on this particular day. So anybody that takes the time to listen to this, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate everybody who supports Frontline Strength and supports the mission and the ministry of Frontline Strength. Um, Yeah, this has been a huge blessing. And this, this episode is honestly the most important one I've made because I'm, I'm laying out for you. Honestly, I'm laying out salvation first and foremost, but more importantly than that, I'm laying out for you why this is fundamental to strength. Everything in the Old Testament screams, you know, God, I need your strength. Lord, I want you to be my strength. And I'm saying, listen, if you die and are raised to newness of life in Christ, through Christ, by understanding your depravity and your sin, receiving his forgiveness and being implanted with his spirit is the key to unlocking invincible strength. Because this is not strength that you have in just this world, right? Like lifting weights, man, that's going to pass away. When I die, when I get old, my body's going to break down. I can't take that with me. But this is a strength that transcends. (laughs) This is a strength that even when you're dead, you're still going to be living in, man. So make, make the choice. If you're listening to this, you do not know Jesus Christ. I urge you. Put your trust and your faith in him. And if you're watching this and you are a believer, be encouraged. You have the spirit of the living God inside of you. You have a new nature now. You're no longer a slave to sin. Just because we sin doesn't mean that we are sinners. We are saints through Jesus Christ. And it's a beautiful, wonderful thing. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And I will talk to you all next time. Keep growing stronger and keep living for the Lord.